Welcome to the Christ-Centered Body Image Podcast. I'm your host, Sharissa. I'm an online nutrition coach and the founder of Christ-Centered Body Image, an in-depth course on body image from a biblical perspective. I love learning about the Bible, doing fitness, and helping people improve their eating habits. This podcast exists to share more information to those who are interested in learning about a God, Christ, and biblical perspective of the body. My hope is that the information and experiences shared here from myself and guests help you to change the way you view and relate to your body from God's perspective. Looking forward to having you on the show. Hi, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Christ-Centered Body Image Podcast. I'm excited that you're here and listening. So today's episode is going to be about why we struggle with body image. Where do our body image struggles come from? I oftentimes refer to these as causes or maybe even roots to our body image struggles. And some a perspective that I take is that there are a lot of things that contribute to our struggles with our body image. I wouldn't say it's just one thing. And so today I want to chat about all the different things that I've noticed or that I think have contributed to people's struggles with their body image. First thing I want to say, as always, is that this is my humble attempt to bringing a biblical perspective to body image. And I don't know everything. I don't have all the answers, but this is just kind of things that I um, feel like I have noticed or that I've learned or that maybe God has shared with me. And I'm just trying to give insight and different perspective to people, especially for anybody who struggles with their body image. So let's get started. So as I mentioned, yeah, we're kind of chatting about causes or what causes us to struggle with our body image. I will start out with saying one thing is that when we struggle with our body image, it is such bondage. Um, I think if there's anybody that's listening that really struggles with their body image, really struggles with how they feel about and perceive their body, that it puts you in such mental bondage. Like it's literally like a prison, if you will, um, because your mind is so like chained down and bogged down with those thoughts, with that, with that focus, with being like, yeah, having a, whether it's like hating your body that day, or maybe it's a day, or maybe it's a week of like struggling with it, whatever it might be. Just for me, I really notice, especially if there's moments where I might start to maybe backslide with my body image, that it's that visual. It's like, man, this is bondage. This is mental bondage that I am in. And I really just hope that people can experience just healing in their body image because I feel for anybody who like really struggles with that. So some of the things that contribute to us struggling with our body image. If you haven't listened yet, I, in the last episode, talked about diet culture. Diet culture is one thing that definitely can contribute to us struggling with our body image. Diet culture is that system of beliefs that um, worships thinness. It equates like thinness with moral virtue. The thinness or leanness or whatever it is is higher value. And so it causes us to kind of look at our bodies. And if our body doesn't match up with that standard, then we start to. Uh, compare, we can compare with other people, then we also feel like we need to change our bodies and fix our bodies. And so it just puts, causes us to feel like, yeah, our bodies aren't good enough because they don't measure up to that standard and put us in this vicious cycle of this hamster wheel of trying to, whether it's go on diets or do things to fix our body. So diet culture is one thing that can really cause us to struggle with our body image. Another thing that 
I think contributes, and I've talked about this on a previous episode with the secular versus biblical worldview of the body. We live in a culture where there is a lot of focus on, I would say, looks, on image, um, and it maybe puts a premium on how how on how people look or in the media, whether it's movies, whether it's magazines, whether it's social media, you're probably constantly bombarded with images of people that are more or less saying like, this is what's ideal or this is the standard. And so the world that we live in or the culture that we are surrounded by can cause us to struggle with our body image. There's some really unrealistic beauty standards out there that we might feel like we need to aspire to, which I would say that we we don't. <laughs> um, and there's, yeah, unrealistic, I guess, maybe even standards for the way bodies should look because like my perspective is that like all bodies are different. God created so many different shapes of bodies. God created like all tribes, people, nations, and tongues. Like we are not meant to look the same. And so the world, the culture is one thing that can really contribute to our our struggles with our body image. We have to be very mindful and have, let's say, discernment or even literacy, if you will, for what we're seeing in media, um, what we're seeing around us that is contributing to like what we are believing about and perceiving about our bodies or what bodies should look like, <laughs> what a body should look like. I was just sidetracked for a second because I actually am reading a book right now by Nancy Piercy called Love Thy Body. It's really good. It's really, I would say, like theological. But something that was so interesting to me in that book, because she specifically brings up like bodybuilding and fitness and she does agree with that stewarding our bodies well and taking care of our bodies matters because physical matter, what God created in the physical world matters and how we treat our body does matter. But that this, let's say, obsession or focus on the body with like bodybuilding or things like that might actually point to that we reject real bodies. That was mind-blowing to me because I've never thought about it in that perspective that it's actually like real bodies that we are hating. We are trying to fit our bodies into a mold or as the world and maybe this culture that we live in says like the bodies should look this way, that they should be, let's say, lean or they should be muscular or they should look like X, Y, or Z. And honestly, those standards change. The ideal shape or size, if you will, has changed over the years. It's a constantly shifting target even with that being said, it was just like so like that focus on like this specific body needing to be this specific look needing to be what people look like. And so like with fitness or bodybuilding and like we're trying to change our bodies and make our bodies look a certain way where she in this book says like we're actually like rejecting real bodies or we're hating real bodies. It's like, oh, wow, that is powerful. Another thing that can cause us to struggle with our body image, honestly, could be like the enemy and lies from the enemy. And the enemy possibly could have like, you know, whispered a lie in our ear when we were really young with some sort of like label or some sort of like thought about us not being good enough or valuable or worthy because of something about our physical appearance, more or less than it causes us to to focus on that or think that there is like, yeah, something wrong with us or what have you. So being very careful, I think that the enemy's so easily can deceive us, can so easily plant lies in our minds. And so much of the time also, like there is a war for our minds um, and a war against 
what who God really is and what God really says. And so um, being mindful of that, that there could be some lies uh, that, and even thinking about just like the enemy just wants to attack God's people. <laughs> he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And so just being aware of that and not succumbing to that. But then also some other things that can cause, let's say, struggles with our body image would be, and I think another one I would honestly say would be like words, wounds, um, labels from other people. And so they can be hurtful, like words and wounds and labels from other people. I can unfortunately specifically remember something someone said about me, about a specific part of my body that Honestly, that has probably stuck with me and probably still causes me to see my body in a way that's not accurate. Um, but so just realizing that there are ways that people have talked about our bodies, words that people have said about our bodies, labels that people have put on our bodies that cause us to struggle with our body image, our thoughts and our feelings and perceptions of our body. And also those like words and those labels don't necessarily have to be like a bad thing. Like, yes, somebody could have said a bad thing about your body that specifically stuck with you. I think I'm being like a little bit vague. I don't know that I need to necessarily share specific details about maybe what I'm talking about, but those words and labels could be something like, I've heard a lot of people say this, that if you had been like labeled as beautiful, if you had been like known as like the pretty one in your family or what have you, then that can cause you to struggle with your body image. Cause I would say like that places like your premium for like your value, your worth, and even your identity on your looks, on how you look, on your beauty, on your appearance, rather than who you are. So then throughout life, I think that can cause you to struggle with your body image, struggle with how you feel about and perceive your body because it's basing it all on, yeah, looks and appearance rather than, for example, like what your body can do, uh, what your body is capable of, or even who you truly are. And also it places the emphasis on like you being an or ornament rather than like your body being a vessel or an instrument in which to experience this world or that we get to interact with this world and serve God with this world. And then I would also say trauma. Trauma is another thing that can cause you to struggle with your body image. And I would also venture to say that within trauma, First, like there are things that have happened to us, things that people have done to us that have been traumatic. Um, and I would say that there's low trauma and high trauma. There might be some people that have some like low trauma things in their life, but then there also can be some high trauma and that can cause a lot of body shame and even just people feeling so disconnected from their bodies because of what has been honestly like done to their bodies. And I know this is a, um, this I would say is a sensitive topic, but it's it's real. And then even in regards to, I don't know that this would fall under trauma, but things that have happened to you, things that you've experienced, I think can really impact your body image or how you feel about and perceive yourself. Uh, things in relationships, specifically, let's say unfaithfulness and betrayal are things that can impact how you view and feel about your body. Um, If you had yeah, experience betrayal. I think that can really impact how you perceive and feel about your own body because of um, something that has happened to you. I would even venture to say, like things like honestly, experiences like either divorce or even having experiences with 
within, as I mentioned, like relationships that were abusive can cause maybe struggles with body image. So those are things to think about. If you haven't already listened to the episode where, or a few episodes where I talk about kind of the framework and in the framework, there might be within the framework, there's attention, awareness, and observation. And so within the framework, this would be part of like the observation, like getting curious about like, what are all the things that have probably contributed to my struggles with body image? And then other things that can cause us to struggle with body image, as I would also say, like strongholds and strongholds are a mindset or a value system or a thought process that just really keeps you stuck, <laughs> keeps you in bondage. And it likely like we, a stronghold can form or like a mindset or value system can form or that we've like adopted it because of words or wounds from someone. Um, it could also be honestly like from comparison or perfectionism. And those are two things that can really be strongholds in our minds that we want to be aware of <laughs> and we want to try um, break, honestly, those strongholds. Think about, I think it's Second Corinthians, man, I think it might be five. I could, or maybe Second Corinthians 10, three to five, but it's talking about like, for the weapons we fight with are not of this world. On the contrary, they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. We take cap, we pull down every argument and pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive and make you obedient to Christ. So like whether it's um, strongholds with comparison in our minds, strongholds with perfectionism in our minds, these thought systems that we need to break those strongholds, we need to break those bonded, that bondage. And comparison can be, yeah, comparison can be a big one. And I think there's a lot of things that can, uh, I want to say a lot of things that could go into comparison, but comparison is a lot of times it's us. I think diet culture is one thing that can cause us to compare. Um, comparison is when we are measuring ourselves up against somebody else and whether like seeing, honestly, like we could also be envying or coveting them. And so just being very careful about when our minds and our hearts can go towards comparison and actually related to comparison, Sadie Robertson Huff, she has a great video that I watched recently that I'm man, I'm so glad I found it, but I wish I had found it sooner because her video is called, you don't have to be just like her. And then she goes on to say that like, and you can't be, and you shouldn't be that like God has created each of us so differently. And not only just like physically with how he knits us together in our mother's wombs, but also just so intricately with our personalities. Um, so there's no other way we could ever, um, we don't need to be like these other people we might be comparing ourselves to. And if we can recognize that and realize that we've entered into the comparison zone, but realizing, like, even just saying that, like, I don't have to be just like her and I'm not supposed to be. Like, God made me original. And she goes on to say that, like, each of us is so original. And so to live in that and not compare ourselves to like other people, that video honestly was so powerful and so freeing. And she goes into Psalm 139 and she even goes into other scriptures and stories in the Bible. But just realizing that comparison can be a stronghold in our minds. And so breaking that stronghold and being aware of how often we go to comparison. And then keeping our eyes straight ahead, um, there could probably be a whole podcast talking about comparison. But then even perfectionism, um, this can be a stronghold in our mind where we're constantly, whether it could even be performance where we constantly feel the need to perform. Um, or it could be that like, whether it's like our body needs to be perfect or that our like value comes or worth comes from never making mistakes, 
being perfect, whatever it is, but realizing that that is a that is a lie. Like we are we're not perfect. God knows we're not perfect. God knows that we are completely flawed and that we um are sinners. He knows that. So, again, those things can be causes of our struggle with our with our our body image. Something else that can cause us to struggle with our body image, honestly, is it can be generational, for example. Let's say these belief systems or these thought systems about diet culture could have possibly been passed down to us from our family. However, our mothers talked about their bodies or treated their bodies or how their mother related to diets um, and what have you, like that could have been passed down to us. But then even words and wounds that were from like our family members, and it might not have even been like from our moms, it could have been like from our dads, it could have been from our brothers, it could have been from uncles, it could have been from aunts, it could have been from grandmothers. And so uh, just realizing that there's are ways that our family could have contributed to our struggles with our body image. But then another one is that we are also sinners. Uh, we have sin in us. And I think this can exhibit um, itself in different ways. So for example, I think one problem with body image and struggling with body image is that our culture places a like our culture worships bodies in some ways. Our culture like bodies, appearance, image, beauty has become an idol. And so I think we also fall prey to that. We have sin in us that can cause us to make the body an idol, to make our image or our appearance an idol, that we worship our bodies. And I specifically worshipped fitness and that was my idol. And at some point in time, my body was also something that I totally idolized. And so realizing that there's sin in us that can cause us to struggle with our body image, cause us to worship that thing. So I would say that's like disordered worship. Um, <laughs> like when our hearts and our our minds are worshiping something that is other than God. But then I would also say that there's parts of us because of like sin in us is that we have misplaced hope. Honestly, we put our hope in like, we put our hope in our body. We put our hope in how we look. We put our our value, our identity, our worth in how we look. And so just realizing that there's that's not always like outside things to blame, but there's possibly also like things in us, like that sin in us that causes us to struggle with our body image. Um, something else that can, it can also be like our sinful nature that let's say like questions God um, can also play a role in this, um, in that we're honestly like questioning God and how he made us. and. Of course, there's parts of, like I mentioned, like the world and culture that contribute to this, but then realizing that there's also a part that we play in this. And I would also, um, I think last but not least (laughs) with this, the fact that we are sinners and that there's sin in us, that body image struggles. This is from my own perspective that I've noticed is like that when we are so focused on ourselves, when we're so fixated on our bodies, when we're so fixated on our food and what we're eating on our workouts, that that focus is so much put on ourselves. Like it is so self-centered. It is such a self-focus. It is so all about us. And so I feel like that is in and of itself, like such a reason we struggle with our body image because we're so focused on ourselves. And again, I will say that there's things in our world and our culture that contribute to that. But I've personally noticed from my own struggles that 
when I'm starting to be incredibly focused on like on me, that's when my body image is worse. And it's when I'm like not focusing on myself. I'm not fixated on myself. I'm not fixated on my body. I'm not fixated on my workouts or my diet, my nutrition. I'm not fixated on the mirror. I'm not fixated, honestly, like in how I look in whether it's say like pictures or things like that, that when I have very minimal focus on that and I'm focused more on other things, whether that's of course God, um, other people or other things in my life, that that's when my body image is more or less at its best because I'm literally not even thinking about my body. And so when I think about, let's say having like a healed relationship with body image or with body, it's like that forgetfulness (laughs) about the body. Um, in moments where I feel like I've started to like, let's say backslide in my body image, because there's been times where that has definitely happened. And I would say for, I'm going to give an example during COVID. Um, yeah, I was really sick. I, I, well, I had COVID. I had COVID, um, several months ago and I was really sick. And honestly, my appetite was really off during that time. And after COVID or because of that, like I lost weight going back to work. Like one of my friends was like, Oh my gosh, like your arms. Like look smaller. Like I don't mean to like make you like insecure or like comment on your body, but I just like immediately noticed was like, oh my gosh. And so like in that, I guess, scenario, I lost weight. And I honestly started to focus on myself again and focus on how my body looked and be like, ooh, like I lost weight, like I'm thinner or I'm smaller. And it started to put the focus on me. And I think it can be really it's a slippery slope because then you start to possibly focus on like, oh, like let me continue to maybe eat less and let me continue to maybe work out like more so that I can try and maintain this fact that maybe I like lost weight. And honestly, for me, it's like, for what? And so I did notice that I started to like backslide in my body image and it can still happen where you I just don't even like realize it, honestly, that I start to focus too much like on, let's say my nutrition or how much I'm eating or like my workouts. And I personally just have to be very, very careful because I can so much let, let's say, food knowledge turn into rules. I can let nutrition knowledge turn into nutrition rules. And even I do, believe me, I love fitness. I love working out, but I have to be very careful of where my focus is with my fitness. If I start to beginning to like obsessive or worrying about it, then I start to kind of backslide, if you will. And it starts to kind of create some bondage in my mind. And I have to have a very, let's say, hands-off approach. And more or less like what I have practiced is intuitive eating. One of the things that really helped me to heal my relationship with food and with body was to practice intuitive eating. There's 10 principles to intuitive eating and intuitive eating, if you're listening to this and you've heard of it before, but let me clarify a myth is that intuitive eating is not just eating whatever you want, whenever you want. Like Intuitive eating is learning how to listen to your body's cues and trust your body that it knows how much to eat, it knows when to be full, and knows um, how to be satisfied. And the thing with diet culture is it's all these external rules telling you when to eat, what to eat, how much to eat, and you completely get disconnected from your body's internal regulators of what to eat. Like a child can eat when it's hungry, it stops eating when it's full, it loses um, interest in food when it's full. And diet culture and these external diets that tell us what to eat completely disconnects us from that. So the principles of intuitive eating is trying to help you to regain trust with your body, um, to get rid of, there's 10 principles and it's also, it's based on internal cues, but it's also based on like rational thought. 
and your mind, for example, it's not just um, like, let's say physical hunger cues in your body there. But again, there's 10 principles. And one of them talks about like finding the satisfaction factor, like thinking about foods that you actually enjoy, like foods that are actually like satisfying to you. Uh, Because we all know that like following a really bland diet is pretty boring um, and you don't enjoy it. But the first principle of intuitive eating is rejecting the diet mentality. So like that's something that I often have to keep in the back of my mind is that I don't diet anymore. The purpose of my eating habits is not to diet. It's not to lose weight. It's not to change my body. The purpose of me eating more or less is for my body to be fed for my brain to be fed also to have enough like energy and carbohydrates to be able to more or less to be fed. (laughs) And then so that's just something that really helped me was, yeah, coming to intuitive eating. And then something that I also practice now that's been really, really helpful. One thing I would say is being along with intuitive eating, like you're more in tune with your body. And I think I've been paying attention to the infradian rhythm, which women, we have a unique cycle, a monthly cycle, which is our menstrual cycle and being in tune with your menstrual cycle and actually like working out in tune with your menstrual cycle can really just help your your body and your health. And so along with, let's say like intuitive eating and even like being in tune with your menstrual cycle or your infradian rhythm is like practicing intuitive movement. And I would say that's something I more or less do. Um, I've had experience. I did bodybuilding for quite a few years. I did CrossFit for a few years. I also did Olympic weightlifting for a little bit of time. And I would say I blend all of those things together now. I don't follow some specific methodology of fitness. I like using different things. I also love using sandbags. I practice intuitive movement, if you will. Like I do have some bare minimums of um, how much like workouts, let's say like strength training or um, metcons that I like to do per week. But other than that, I try to like pay attention to what my body needs because my body doesn't need um, a hardcore CrossFit workout every single day. Honestly, it probably only needs workouts like that during one specific week of my like my infradian rhythm. Um, so, but I more or less like do try to get movement in because I know movement feels good. Movement is good for me and my body, but that's something that I now or less practice. I'm not militant about exercise. I'm very um, hands-off. Like, yes, I still do love movement. And it actually makes movement way more fun and enjoyable is when like you feel like you don't have to do it, but you're doing it because you get to, because you want to, because you enjoy it, because it makes you feel better. So that's just the relationship anyway that I have with with food, with fitness, I highly recommend reading the book Intuitive Eating. It's so, so good. So those are just a lot of ways or causes that I would say that contribute to our struggles with body image. I would also say another thing is I'll bring up Isaiah 44, 6. This is what the Lord says, he who is the king of Israel and his redeemer, the Lord of armies. I am the first and I am the last. There's no God besides me. So just that last part, there's no God besides me. So just wondering, honestly, like, are there any other gods besides God? Like, can you like, is your body, is that maybe an idol in your life? Is that something that you worship in your life? Is that something that maybe you are too fixated on and focused on your life and that maybe there needs to be some work to be done? so that you're not fixated and focused on that so much in which it's creating yeah bondage and maybe there's some things that you could possibly like do to be able to to let go of that so anyway that is just some um what i think are some possible causes and reasons like why we struggle with our body image um i hope that it was helpful. I hope that was insightful. I hope that it gives you some food for thought. Yeah, that's pretty much it. 
I know. I think that I've mentioned maybe before that I think a lot of people probably do struggle with their body image. Maybe there's people that they struggle with it and but they keep it in the dark because maybe they don't know what to do about it. Um, And it's I feel like there can be shame with when we struggle with our body image and it might be helpful to see that there's some reasons and to see all the possible like causes and where these struggles might come from. So I hope this was helpful. I hope this was insightful and I will see you on the next episode. 